We are on Ksubis Lamed Beis Amid Beis, the very last line on Lamed Beis Amid Beis. Really moving on to Lamed Gimel Amid Aleph, 33A1 in the article, but we'll begin with uh, the very bottom of Lamed Beis Amid Beis. Uh, we are really continuing our discussion about what happens in the following situation where a person does one action and it leads to uh, two punishments. One is malkos, to uh, receiving lashes, and the other one is a monetary payment. And we had an argument between Ula and Rabbi Yochanan about whether or not, in let's say, in the situation of a knas, what would be the law? Meaning, in a situation where uh, the case that we started off with in our in our Mishnah, in the opening uh, Mishnah of this uh, parak of this chapter, a case of where a person either seduces or rapes a girl between the ages of twelve and twelve and a half, that person is obligated to uh, pay. He has to pay a fine of fifty shkalim uh, to her father, uh, in addition to any other. Uh, damages and uh, uh, and pain that he, that he caused the girl, um, and Ula was of the opinion that in such a case, even though it could be a situation where, let's say, it was, he raped his, let's say his, all these are terrible situations, but let's say he rapes his sister. Um, so in addition to the payments that are involved, there's also, uh, in addition to that fine, there's also. Uh, Malchus, that if he's warned, he receives lashes in such a situation. So which one does he get? Does he have to pay, or does he receive lashes? Everybody agrees he cannot have both, but which one does he get? Ula's of the opinion, based on a Gzair Shava, based on a concept of uh, two different words that we had this in last week's uh, class, two words that are similar, Tachas, Tachas, uh, the same word that's used in two different contexts to teach you that uh, you would pay and you would not receive lashes. Rabbi Yochanan argued, and said that, no, it's not true. In that case, it's not true. Um, in that case, Rabbi Yochan is of the opinion that in general, you would receive lashes and you would, you would not have to pay. Um, there are two cases, it's important to point out, there are two cases that everybody agrees that one pays and one does not receive lashes. And so those two cases are when a person um, wounds another person. They cause uh, physical harm to another person. In that case, everybody agrees that one pays and does not receive lashes. In the other case is Adam Zomman. When you find false witnesses, this specific, very specific case where witnesses not just lie, but the way that they're found to be false is because um, uh, other witnesses come and say that what you're saying cannot be true, not because they are clashing in terms of the actual evidence at hand, but because um, the, witness, the original witnesses were with us somewhere else on that date. So if witnesses come and they say that we saw that uh, a loan take place between Reuven and Shimon, Shimon owns, owes Reuven $100, uh, and this took place on Monday at 7 p.m., and then witnesses come, other witnesses come and say, that's impossible for you to know. I don't know whether it happened or not, but for you to know it's impossible because you were with us on Monday at 7 p.m. in a different state. Um, so it's impossible for, for you to know about it. Um, so in that case of Adam Zoman, Number one is that they're lying. If they're lying, so then they should receive lashes. But they also receive the punishment. It's a unique halacha, a unique law, kasher zamam, that they receive the punishment that they wanted to give to that other person, i.e., they were going to cause Shimon to pay Ruvain. So now they have to pay. 
So there's two things going on. Lashes, two punishments. Lashes and payment. And we say that you would have to pay and you do not receive lashes. So everybody's in agreement with regards to that. There's a question, and everyone's in agreement with regards to Chovah B'chavero, when one causes physical harm, they they uh, attack somebody else uh, that you would pay and you would not receive lashes. The question is, what about in the case of this knas, of this uh, fine? Ula's of the opinion that in the case of fine as well, you would pay and not receive lashes. And Rabbi Yochanan argues and says that, no, I disagree with the whole with the whole Gzei Um And Rabbi Yochanan says that you would receive lashes in that case, just like in most cases. So the Gemara now says, just with regards to this Gzei I understand that Ula, Ula applies this concept of Gzei this way of deriving this law from two words, the same words that are used and, and applying uh, the context of one word to the other, to say that it means that you have to pay. But what does Rabbi Yochanan do? Rabbi Yochanan, my time alone, Mark Ula. Why doesn't he follow Ula to have this Gzei Roshava? So the Gemara answers, no. If you would have to pay, so then there's a verse that says that you that there's a law, there's a negative commandment, that you're not allowed to have sexual relations with your sister. And if there's no lashes, it's also a fascinating point, if there's no lashes in this case, uh, so then it seems as if there's no, there's no prohibition uh, in this case. The lashes, at least in this case, might not be true with other cases where, where you would not receive lashes, but in, in this case, if there's no lashes, it sort of reflects on the prohibition itself to tell you that there's no prohibition here. But obviously, the, the verse tells us that there's a prohibition. Um, so how could the verse tell you that there's a law, that there's a negative commandment here if there's no punishment, and the punishment reflects the fact that there's no punishment, so then what, is the, what does the Pasuk mean? What does the Torah mean when it has that line? So the Gemara responds back and says, what are you talking about? Everybody agrees. You, Rabbi Yochanan, you also agree in two cases, i.e. when you cause physical harm, when you beat somebody up, that you pay, and you agree by Edim Zomimim in that unique case of false witnesses that you pay, and you, you do not receive lashes. And in both of those cases, the Torah also, what do you do with that, that verse? That Pasuk in the Torah, which has a negative commandment both for causing a wound and for lying falsely. There's a verse that says you're not allowed to strike an additional strike. If the court requires lashes, then you give lashes. But um, anything that's uh, beyond that, that uh, wasn't called for, that wasn't required, so then that's a negative commandment. What do you do with that negative commandment? It seems like that never would apply either because you never receive lashes. You'd always pay uh, the amount of damage that you've caused. Edim Zomim and Nami, also with regards to these false witnesses. Then you also, uh, what do you do with the verse which says that the wicked one is liable to lashes? When do you ever have a case of lashes if you're always paying? So the answer is, no, we can always come up with explanations. So then, and, and we can say it's referring to a very specific case for each of these cases. And then the same thing would apply with regards to the negative commandment not to have sexual relations with your sister. We could also say it's very it's for, that verse is referring to a very specific case, as the Gemara is about to explain. You know what the case is when it comes to false witnesses. In general, false witnesses would have to pay. They do not receive lashes. I could give you a very easy case where they receive lashes. Let's say they testify, and this is a this is discussed heavily in the tractate of Makos, Maseches Makos. Um, you have a case where uh, witnesses testify and they say this Cohen. He's a disqualified Kohen. He's the child of a Kohen together with a divorcee, which is not allowed. And then the child, therefore, becomes disqualified as a Kohen. 
And so basically we can't say that the witnesses get the same punishment because if the witnesses aren't Kohanim, it makes no difference to them. They were never Kohanim to begin with. So there's uh, we learn out that they don't the punishment they receive is lashes. So that's what the verse is talking about. When it talks about lashes, it means in that scenario where they are testifying about a Kohen, that he's a disqualified Kohen, the punishment wouldn't apply to him. The, the witnesses, if they're not Kohanim, it doesn't make a difference to them. They're already not Kohanim, so they receive lashes. And that's what the verse is talking about. When it comes to causing a wound, I can tell you a case where there's lashes. When it causes, when a person hits somebody else to the point where the damages do not add up to being of any minimal significant value, it's less than a pruta. So you wouldn't have to add, you wouldn't have to pay. There's no monetary payment because you cause such minimal damage, yet you have violated the negative commandments. And so therefore you would in fact receive lashes. So we just gave examples and cases where you would re- you would receive lashes because you wouldn't pay. So So when it comes to his sister, also, um, what's the case where the sister receives lashes and she doesn't have to pay? Well, that's very easy. That's a case where she's above the age of twelve and a half. Very simple. The only time that there's a kanas, that there's a fine of paying fifty shkalim, is only when. She's of the age of between 12 and 12 and a half. If, she, if she's above the age of 12 and a half, so then there is no fine. And then she would receive lashes because there's no fine. So then that's what the verse is talking about. When a person has sexual relations with their sister, um, so then that would be that would lead to uh, lashes because assuming the sister is above the age of 12 and a half, that would lead to lashes because there is no, there is no fine in that case. Okay, so we're back to square one. Square one is basically what? How does Rabbi Yochanan know that there's no Gzeri Shabba. So the answer is, Amalach Rabbi Yochanan, Hai Tachas Asher Ina, Mibayalei L'chadabaye. Because he uses, the, the word that's used of Tachas to teach you this Gzeri Shabba, this concept of connecting laws between the same word, he already uses that word for something else, for what Abaye taught. Damar Abaye, Amalach Tachas Asher Ina, Hai Tachas Asher Ina, Mechlal Dekaboshes Begam. It says that you pay this this fine in place of the affliction that you've caused. What does that mean? Abai tells you that that word is to tell you that the 50 shekel that you pay for the knas, for the fine, to this girl who's between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, that's coming to exclude. This doesn't include the the payments that you have to pay for all the damages that you've caused by by uh, the embarrassment and her lowering of her value and everything else that's uh, together with that. Uh, for example, in a case of in a case of a rape, um, that fifty shekel is above and beyond the regular monetary obligation, and so therefore we need that that word for to teach us a different law, and therefore it can't be there. There's a concept that when we apply shava, we connect two words together. It's only if that word is a is free, quote unquote, meaning it's not being used for anything else. It's not teaching us anything else. So then we can use it to teach us some other law. But it is being used according to Rabbi Yochanan. That's how Rabbi Yochanan knows. Not to apply the same rule as Ula. Basically, he doesn't have the Xerah Shava. Ula does. And because Ula does, so that's how Ula knows that you pay and you do not receive lashes. But Rabbi Yochanan says that the status quo, the regular law is to receive lashes and not to pay. And so therefore, in a case where a person, let's say, rapes or seduces their sister who's between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, Rabbi Yochanan says that you, you would receive lashes. Ula says that you would have to pay. You would not receive lashes, you would have to pay. So asks the Gemara of Ula, 
where does he derive this idea that the 50 shekel is above and beyond the regular monetary damages, that it's not there to pay for the monetary damages, but it's there above and beyond. It's a different source. He has to have a different source because he used the word tachas to teach you this gzirishava. Fascinating idea also here that uh, you would have to pay. He quotes the verse that says that you would pay 50 kesef. Why are you paying 50 shkalim? Because of the benefit that uh, the man has in this relationship. He would have to pay 50 shekel, not for the loss that he's caused to this girl, but for the benefit that he gained from it. Michlal Dikabosh's Bagam. So he the fine is for the benefit he received, so he still has to pay for the loss that he caused to this girl. That all the damages that he's caused to this girl he would have to pay for. It. So this fifty shekel is really above and beyond um above and beyond uh the the damages. Okay, but the point is that he has a different source and since he has a different source, the word tachas is now open to apply a Xerishava. Okay, that's the end of that topic. The Gemara now um, is going to quote a different source for a previous idea that we had from last week. Basically, we mentioned this in the introduction today, uh, but last week we said that everybody agrees, both Rabbi Yochanan and Ula, that in the case of Adim Zomamin, that you would pay and you would not receive lashes. Last week we quoted a drasha, we expounded upon a verse to prove this to us, and now Rabbi Lazar will say that he has a, he has a different way of knowing that you would pay, and you would not receive lashes. Rebelazar Omer, How do we know that in case of Edim Zomimin, let's say they say that uh, somebody else owes somebody else $100, and then they're found to be Zomimin, um, so they would pay and they wouldn't receive lashes for lying uh, uh, in court. How do we know that? Mishim Delav B'nei Hasra Fascinating idea, because uh, when one receives lashes, so then they need to be warned before they do the act. When it's payment, so then basically what you pay for is you pay for the damages that you've caused. Or by Edom Zomim, at least, you pay for the damages that you would have uh, caused. You didn't end up causing it because you were found to be false uh, witnesses, but what, that which you would have caused. But in order to receive lashes, you need a, you need a warning. For, for monetary payments, you do not need a warning. You just pay for the loss that you've caused. But for lashes, uh, you need a warning. One exception to that rule is Edom Zomim, or false witnesses. Um, you receive lashes... Uh, let's say even without warning, there is no case of a warning. How you, the Gemara is about to explain, there's no, there's no opportunity for a warning. When are you going to warn? Um, and so, uh, because they're not warned, as in general, this is just a general idea that in order to receive lashes, so then a person has to be warned by the witnesses that listen, if you do this, so then you're going to receive lashes. And the guy has to say, okay, fine, I'm still doing it. Then, then they receive lashes. Otherwise, they wouldn't receive lashes. Which same thing is true with regards to the death penalty. Which is why one of the reasons why it rarely ever happened. Even if you read in the Torah that you receive lashes for this and the death penalty for that, uh, the number of cases that it happened was, it was very small because you need specific uh, has to be within a specific case. And one of the rules is that you have to be warned. Um, so it's true when when one is found to be an aid zomim, uh, you do not need to be warned. Warned, but that's really um, that's really uh, an exception to the rule. And therefore, in a situation where they would have to pay. And receive lashes for lying under oath, for lying, uh, for lying as a, as a witness. 
So we would say, you know what, which one are we going to pick? We're going to pick the one which is more obvious, which is the monetary payment. Because in order to receive lashes in general, you need to have a warning. And in this case, you don't have a warning. So it's true. If all it was was lashes, you would receive the lashes. But here where we have to pick between the two, we would pick. Pay the money and don't receive lashes. Because in general, one does not receive lashes if there's no warning. That is the position of a blazer. So it's not coming from a verse, but it's coming from a logical argument. So Amr Rava Rava says, wait a minute. He says, how do I know that you cannot have a warning? Teda. Nisri buhu emas. When would you, let's say you could give a warning to these witnesses. When could you give it? And he goes through the different options. Imri ishtilan. Sorry. Nisri buhu meikara. What if they warned them a day before or even an hour before? So then that wouldn't work. Amri ishtalyan. They're going to respond. The, the witnesses will respond back by saying that they forgot. The warning has to happen really immediately prior to the act. Even delaying an hour or you know a day and certainly an hour, the witnesses could always claim that we forgot about the warning. You're going to tell me, so warn them right before they testify. Every witness, they come to court and you warn them before they testify and listen. If you're found to be Adam's omen, you're going to get the punishment that you're trying to cause to this person. So the says, No one's going to come testify. Even if they... they they know that they're telling the truth. They're not going to testify. Why should I? Why should I deal with this? The court is already accusing me. It seems as though the court is already accusing me of lying. I'm not going to do this. Uh, the Gemara says, "Nisri So if you're going to warn them in the end after they testify, my dahava hava. After they testify, what happened happened. How could you? T- you can't give a warning after the act. That doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says as follows. Wait a minute. Maskafla baye Fascinating idea. Abai says, warn them at, right after they testify, both in what's referred to as tochkede dibor, which is the amount of time that it may, takes to uh, just make an utterance of just basically two or three seconds. Um, and this this time period is found uh, in many cases in the Gemara, elsewhere, where it's basically viewed as though you are continuing your statement or it's viewed as the same time period. Um, this is like that, that's the amount of time that, that that's a second. It's the same time period, um, and and so essentially warn them at that time uh, because this is how Rashi understands it. Warn them at that time because they still have the ability. The witnesses still have the ability to to retract from their statement, and so therefore the warning would be recognized as a proper warning because they still have that ability to retract. In general, witnesses they cannot go back on it, but if it's if you're still within that 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 few second time period of to warn them right away and then they'll be able to, to go back on it. Um, Tosos happens to point out and he says, what do you mean warn them right away and within that time period? It takes longer to warn them than two seconds. So he explains that it doesn't just mean that it's within that one, one or two seconds. As long as you're still involved in the same topic, the witnesses could uh, could retract their statement. So it would be viewed as a good warning. Additionally, you could also warn them, let's say, an hour before, and as they're talking, to then give a hint to what the warning was, so that they cannot make a claim that they forgot. Um, but the Gemara retracts all of this. And the Gemara says, Abayi says, okay, fine. Maybe technically you could find a way to give a warning to these witnesses, whether it's a second after they testify or you do it an hour before they testify and you give a hint as they're testifying. Maybe you could technically find a way to give them warning. But the whole point of Adam Zomman, 
and the punishment they receive is because we want to do to them that which they wanted to do to the litigant. They wanted to do the litigant either they wanted him to they accuse him of murder or of owing money. So what did he want to do? What did they want to do to the litigant? They wanted the litigant to be punished without warning, because they're making up the whole story. So that's without warning. So the same thing applies to them. They are punished. This is a unique idea that they are punished without any warning. The whole point of Adam Zomim is specifically not to warn them, because we will punish them for that which they wanted to do to the other person. The other person wasn't going to be warned, obviously, because they're they're lying. And so they too, they do not have to be warned. According to the halacha, not because of a technicality, but fundamentally, we do not want to warn them because we want them to be punished in the same way, even without any warning. So, Maskev Lo, Rav Samabrid, Rav and we just have one more line here. Elamiyata ben Grusha ben Chalutza, What about the case that we had earlier? When two witnesses come and they say that such and such a person who's a Kohen, you should know he's really a disqualified Kohen because his mother was uh, was previously divorced, and so therefore this is not this is a halal, this is a disqualified Kohen. So we say that uh, that though, if they're found to be zomimin, they're found to be false witnesses, they receive lashes. So if it's not really based on um, kasher zomim, so then they would need a warning. If it's not exactly the same case of regular edim zomimin. So a regular Adam Zomim may not need a warning because they're receiving the same punishment. They're not exactly receiving the same punishment. Maybe they need a warning. Where it says, no, No, when it comes to even these types of Adam Zomimin where it's not exactly receiving the same punishment that they wanted to give to somebody else, it all falls under the same general category of Adam Zomimin. And just like when for the majority of cases by Adam Zomimin, we do not require, we do not want, in fact, we don't require a warning. So too, in that case as well, even though they don't receive the same exact punishment that they wanted to give, they receive lashes, uh, they too could receive the lashes without any warning. Okay, so that's the argument as to why there's no there's no warning, and the reasoning behind why Rebbe Lezer says, everybody agrees, by Eden Zomimin, you would have to pay as opposed to receive lashes. We'll continue with this discussion in the next recording.